welcome to this episode of Paideia Ponderings. I'm Dr. David Stanton, the headmaster at Oakdale Academy in Waterford, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. It's a pleasure to welcome you to this episode. And on this episode, want to uh, think through the importance of virtue as opposed to values. And though the two may seem interchangeable in so many ways, I want to leave us with the question, uh, are they really, are they really as interchangeable as we think? And I, I start by saying, you know, so often we talk about American values and we say those in usually positive lights. It, it's really good to talk about the values of our country, those things that we find important, those things that we um, enjoy about our history, our heritage. But now in classical education, you start to hear more emphasis on the concept of virtue. So several questions, I suppose, uh, get proposed at this point. Is, is there a difference? If there is a difference, is it a religious difference when you're talking about a classical Christian school, or is it some other type of difference? Um, one might even say, yeah, there might, there might be a difference, but is this more for people that just sit around and philosophize all the time? And uh, the, the difference really is such a nuanced difference that, um, that it really doesn't matter. <clears throat> well, let me, let me just explain it perhaps this way. There absolutely is a difference. It's more than just uh, people that philosophize uh, about these things all the time. It, it is a fundamental difference. And I want to trace it historically why there's a difference. And, and I'll read something here in just a minute that, that hopefully highlights it a little bit more succinctly than I might be able to do. Virtue, um, by its roots, talks about um, truth, uh, things in um ideals that are rooted in truth. And that, that means that they are unchanging. Um, virtues, whether we talk about in different theological backgrounds, cardinal virtues or key virtues, theological virtues that revolve around things um, like wisdom and temperance and, and, and the like, um, but virtues are things that are rooted in truth, hence virtue or virtus in Latin. And they are things that as classical Christian educators, we, we can refer back to the truth of, of God's word contained in the scriptures. And so those things that are true are those things that are rooted in what we are called to do in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. Excuse me. So it's really about where you start from, right? Not everyone would accept the Christian virtues as the correct way of living, but that does not change that they are rooted in truth, that they are virtuous in and of themselves. So when a classical Christian school uh, cultivate virtue. We're cultivating something in the soul of our students. We're cultivating in them a love for things that are good, things that are true, and therefore things that are beautiful. 
we want our students to understand and therefore choose to live a virtuous life because all that we teach them and the way in which we teach them points them back to things that are true. Virtue also talks about higher things and things that belong to a group. When you are looking up, um, when you're looking at higher things, uh, you're, you're, um, you're changing your, the direction of how you're thinking and what we might even say your affections. Augustine was, was famous for talking about the affections of one's soul, and those are the things that would uh, tend to be the things that occupy your thoughts, your minds, and therefore your deeds or your actions. And if our affections are correctly or properly ordered, then we would be aiming for higher things. And what is higher than God, or and then the, therefore the truth contained in his word, and by extension, then proper living. I'm going to shift gears then. Values. Values are very individualized. Values don't have their root necessarily in truth. Values, therefore, can change, can alter, can be different in different times, in different seasons, in different uh, areas, in different geographic locations. And, and historically, these were brought about uh, because of a desire to shape a culture. <clears throat> and again, American values, at least historically, are things that many conservative Christians would find as great things, right? But what if the values that we stand for are no longer good? Do we no longer value them or play, put a value on them? Let's take, for instance, um, an idea that one of our values was uh, a series of things contained in the Declaration of Independence, where Thomas Jefferson so eloquently said that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Notice he said we hold these truths to be self-evident. Why was he getting that from a virtuous understanding of truth that all men are created equal? He said that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, not truths, rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And many people would say these are American values. Well, we've seen with not just the former now uh, decision of the old Supreme Court in Roe versus Wade, but even as it has been overturned, is states are lining up to, um, to grant free access to abortion, even up to the moment of birth, that life is no longer, it seems, an American value. Now, that's very hard to even say. It's, it's certainly hard to accept or to believe that that's what is going on in our country, but our values are changing. Our values are shifting. Some on the other side of the aisle would say our values are evolving as we grow in our understanding. We would say values may change, but the virtue behind those things that we hold most dear should not change. Well, let me read from a book that I've referenced a few times on the, on the podcast here on Paideia Ponderings called Battle for the American Mind, Uprooting a Century of Miseducation, 
written by Pete Hegseth from Fox News and David Goodwin from the Association of Classical Christian Schools. And uh, they write about affections and virtue this way. The Western Christian basis for virtue transcends humanity. It does not change. It is framed in the Bible and developed through the great texts and is universally applied to all people. Disputes between branches of Christianity sometimes brought conflict around the perimeter, but every Christian sect saw virtue in the same way. The progressives, Hegseth and Goodwin then continue, this vision had to change. So they slowly but surely replaced the word virtue with the word values and grounded those values in the individual and society rather than God. The road to this new term values was long but important. He says, we jump back to Thomas Hobbes, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, John Locke, and they developed concepts of natural law and the social contract. And then he continues and says, Christian virtue, though, is different in two ways. First, there is no contract. There is law passed down from God. Man's institutions are good or bad insofar as they conform to this law. Our cultures are good or bad insofar as they conform to the principles of the law. Second, Hexeth and Goodwin continue, virtue is not a conformity to the law, but rather an alignment of the will with the divine. The will is driven by affections of the soul. These affections, when aligned with God's, cause man to desire the law. Most importantly, in some aspect, is the next short paragraph. He says, virtue is not a synonym for morality or values. We are so absorbed in progressive culture that the previous sentence seems foreign. And Hexeth even admits, he says, I used the word values for years while assuming I understood what it meant. He said in a previous book, American Crusade, he used the term values more than 50 times the word virtue only occurs four times um, that he was lamenting that he had used all of that. But he continues as a virtuous person loves the right and the good. It is not behavior, though it nearly always results in behavior. I mean, that's, that's such a, a key thing to understand that um, we, have to, we have to remember where virtue is comes from and what it is when we say we cultivate virtue. We need to understand what it is that we are cultivating. We're cultivating the good. We're cultivating the true. We're cultivating the beautiful. And those are the things that um, we need to remember are grounded in truth, virtu virtus, grounded in virtuous things. So what does that mean ultimately for parents as they seek out what is the best form of education. Well, in and of itself, as we talked about before, educare, uh, education is, is a concept about leading forth, going out to serve. Are we setting our students up to serve from a standpoint that they're doing so with virtue being cultivated, with truth being cultivated and then inculcated into their lives? or values, ever-changing so-called moral stances. What is it that we want our future to look like? Do we want our future to look like 
things are perhaps ever changing, going back and forth amongst the political extremes? Or do we want our future a spot where um, our next generation of leaders, those students who attend school right now or will in the near future, are cultivating truth and letting it soak into them so that their affections are pointed in the right way and in the right direction, which is up towards the Lord. And then however it is that he calls them to serve, that they will do so leading with a virtuous life. I hope that you would choose the latter of those two. Hope that you would see the importance that virtue plays and hope you would join me in uh, in changing our vocabulary not dropping the word value but understanding where value actually lies something unchanging and something that is individualized but focusing more on virtue focusing more on truth focusing more on those things that are accepted and we don't always have to like them and our world will not like them but that doesn't change the truth that they are grounded in in god's word so if these things are interesting to you, these are the things we wrestle with, wrestle with, pardon me, in a classical Christian education such as we offer at Oakdale Academy. I encourage you to look over classical Christian education, two great groups to uh, consider. Uh, I mentioned David Goodwin, the president of the Association of Classical Christian Schools. You can always find them uh, at a quick web search for ACCS or the Society for classical learning. The SCL also has some great resources uh, that we're happy to do. We also would, of course, recommend our friends at Hillsdale College. Uh, Hillsdale has a K-12 uh, curriculum office focused on classical education, and Oakdale is happily a partner or a curriculum school uh, for uh, Hillsdale College. And encourage you, if you are in the Metro Detroit area, we are already uh, hearing interest for the next school year, the 23-24 school year. We have an open house the last Sunday in January, and I'm recording this in mid-October, but we're already making plans for that, already having people sign up and get interested in it. You can find information at oakdaleacademy.com, and there are some quick links to go through if you wanted to find out more information or request some information specifically from us. And you can always just poke around our website and find out more about classical Christian education here in Metro Detroit. With that, thank you so much for all that you do to support us prayerfully. And as always, those who, those who would be interested in supporting us in other ways, we'd certainly welcome that. Pardon me for that uh, quick walkie-talkie uh, call that went off there at the end. Uh, sorry about that. And uh, thank you so much those for those who would consider and be able to uh, support us financially. Again, oakdaleacademy.com. And with that, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.